previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Ape, you have a dream. Oh? (laughs) Suddenly, you're on a battlefield. Bodies all around you. There are black things flying through the sky. And you can see Jet in front of you. There's a purple mist hanging about Jet and the staff that he got from the Crypt of Parmar. And you wake up to a massive ship has just crashed through the bridge outside of the inn. It was a good crash. Which one of you blew the Gutorn? That would be me, the king of goblins. I'm going to kneel. You turn to your right and you see a contingent of wizards approaching. We come to fight the shadow demons. A bunch of people come flooding off the ship. From amongst their ranks steps forward the Danakeshian ambassador who you had seen in the throne room. I am working with the purified. You hear a familiar voice. I'm back. Please, for the love of God, tell me you did not bring your sister. At that moment, you hear... I recognize those wing flaps anywhere. That is my sister. Sliding down off the dragon's back is Ficus. Ficus, where the hell's my army? I've been working hard as I can to get here to you. Hey guys, it's me, Sheriff Finrail. Finn, guess what? Wilhelmina's alive. Somebody gave her head back. <laughs> oh yeah, we're dating now. Up the road comes a wagon. You see Harry. Harvey? Remember? From Astrakane? And Carfwad stands up and says, I just can't believe that Zawadzki would do something such as this. Dalvia says, in case none of you had noticed... Off on the horizon, you can see a black cloud that is starting to billow. This is what happened the last time the Diademic Zorius was meddled with. We have come together just in time for the fun to begin. Good. Looks like a little rain coming. What perfect timing. Chadley, there's a lot more than rain coming. There might be blood. It's crusading time. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Ah, uh, fuck. I didn't have enough time to come up with a with the second orphan joke. Damn it. Oh, oh, oh. Matt Smith. I'm going to call for a group hug from everyone whose parents can still hug them. Which is only half of you guys. <laughs> Brad Richards. Why do orphans go to church? Because they can finally call someone father. <laughs> Eric Nemeth. Why are orphans bad at poker? They don't know what a full house is. <laughs> oh. Brad Renfro. Did you hear about the guy who dipped his nuts in glitter? Pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played, well played. And that melodious voice is Gene Jackson back for another special episode. With no orphan jokes, however, what has eight legs, eight arms, and eight eyes? Eight pirates! (laughs) Yo, ho, shabai. Why did the pirate captain have a uh, ship wheel down his pants? 
Because it was driving his nuts. Arr, it be driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and that other melodious laugh that you hear is Tyler Vitatow, our special guest who did not get an introduction last episode, but is back again to grace us with his presence. Heck yeah. What do you call a wizard that's good at giving hickeys? <laughs> a necromancer. God, <laughs> dude. Nice, nice. Oh, speaking of necromancing Die. and romance in no, general, don't do we it, didn't get to mention the name of your ship last episode. We did not. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that this time. On this, our Death Saving Bros actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Smooth. <laughs> Thank you. I was actually kind of proud of that segue. So, yeah, let's go ahead and pick up right where we left off. Uh, we got the gang back together. All of our favorite characters from across the ages and plains and places and cities and towns, um, they're all back. And off on the horizon, there is a spinning wheel of, in the words of the Chronicles of Parmar, an undulating cloud like a coiling black snake. <laughs> the wheels in the eye keeps on turning. And uh, it is now to the point where it's time for battle. So all the people that are there, we have Ambionitis and Brixius Hammerbottom, Abe Van Halen, Dosh Johnson, Prothean Greymane, Figus. We have Chadley and Taylor. We have Wilhelmina and Sheriff Finrail. We have Gooch Gleesgorm and his crew of miscreants who have just been resurrected, inclu including somebody who was not dead, his uh, first mate, Richard Cheese, who likes to go by Dick, um, and a bunch of Danakeshian warriors led by the ambassador of Danakesh, Kelmad Nonzimo, and then we also have the Alistair family, Augberg, Hexor, and Dalvia, um, Stan, and uh, is there anybody? Oh, and then Harry and Lord Carfwad. Am I missing anybody? Did you say Wilhelmina? Yes, okay. I did. Okay. Say it nice, because she's just as nice. Did you say Figus? I did say Figus. It's very important that you say Figus. Thank did you. you mention my parents? <laughs> no, because they're dead. Whoa. Pause. That was rude as hell. Hey, look, Brixius, it's your parents. Ha, got him. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all these peoples are come together, and they are now weaponized and ready to go, and uh, Prothean now has the... the axe out of his back and has been pointed in the direction of where the demons are going to be coming from so hopefully he won't attack anybody. Get him boy. Get him. I bit slap Vargas again. Then draw my greatsword. Oh and then also somebody that I didn't that didn't get a speaking part in episode 85 Caroline aka Squats. So she is leading our crew off into the fields to meet the demons head on. As you approach the battlefield outside of Principium. Oh, also, I didn't mention the Wizards of the Arkshine, which um, really hasn't been mentioned before this, but the Arkshine is a wizarding school just outside of Principium. It never really came up, but uh, in My terms of... My place of residence is Chadley, for a former time. Yes, uh, Chadley and Taylor both went there, so in terms of lore, the Arkshine is very important. She always got better grades than me. <laughs> So as you approach the battlefield, you can see lined up on the other side of the open plain with Principium at your back, you see a massive 
shrouded figure, all in shadow and dark flame. And standing next to this dark figure is the dreaded and hated Jet Like the Plane, former ally who has joined the side of darkness. Rough. Star Wars? Rough intro. (laughs) Is it bad that I forgot Jet was even in the last, wasn't even in the last episode? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize I could have uh, done so many things. How far away is Jet from us right now? Can I hop him with a great sword? We could see him, but can we, like, can he hear us if we shout? It just so happens that Jet is riding forward on a horse along with Zawadski, uh, a blue dragonborn who has been meddling in Principium and Trugalan affairs for decades and has been an avid demon worshiper and Sargonis fan up until now. He has finally joined the other side. So Jet and Zawadski start riding forward and they're getting closer all the time. They appear to be looking to parlay in the middle of the field. Nope, slaughter them all. I'm looking to push Zawadzki off his horse. It works every time. I go out to meet them. <laughs> Gooch starts riding forward, and... Uh, <laughs> Gooch is our representative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm going to ride with them on my wool I'm going to be the negotiator. <laughs> okay, Prothean also starts riding forward on his war bear. Uh, maybe Alistair or uh, someone with a bit more uh, lucid tongue. I'm the leader of our group. I've got a debt to settle with that man, that half-elf, or wait, that wood-elf. Half-elf. <laughs> so just make sure we're clear. Our haggling group is the two people that want to murder the other party the most. Yes, but also with words at first. I'm a noble. This is my job is to negotiate on battlefields. Carry on in your lordship. Taylor leans over to Chadley and goes, Sometimes it's just better to let them fall flat on their face and then deal with cleaning up afterwards. Dosh would also like to ride forward in this group. <laughs> Let's just send everybody but us. <laughs> everybody but the main party rides forward. Send Figuson. Because we're too pissed off at Jet to, to talk. Salty ass back there. Bunch of phonies. I refuse to look at Jet. <laughs> if you would like me to go, I can do that. By your stay. No offense, Saprothian, but you no longer uh, are in charge of me. Ooh. 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 I pull out my little notebook and write Bagus's name, circle <laughs> it, highlight it, stars next to it. Brownie faces everything. <laughs> Prothean's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Figus is going to get flayed. Figus is on his horse and comes up next to you and goes, So, Prothean, just so you know, I still respect you, but uh, I have been training at the Hammerfist for quite some time now, and, well, a few weeks, but it's a very good course, and I think I can take you now. Yes, and I've been paying Figus very, very good wages. He's making hundreds and hundreds of coppers a week. You see me gallop a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he's actually almost part owner at this point. <laughs> I'm off my horse running faster than the horse. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to talk to you about that, uh, Brixius, because it, your books were all sorts of messed up, and you were actually insolvent at the time. 
But we're all good now. Don't use big words with me that I don't know, Figus. Do not do that to me. Not in front of all these girls, people. In front of all these girls. <laughs> don't you embarrass me. Figus, I regret taking you in when I orphaned you from killing your parents. <laughs> You're supposed to be my Robin. Isn't it better that uh, we're all... I'm all grown up now, and I can take care of myself. But actually, we should deal with uh, the parlay that is happening, because there's a lot of demons over there. He's no longer a Robin. He's Nightwing now. <laughs> I think we need to invent flushing toilets just so we can give Figus a swirly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hexor goes, perhaps we should get on with it. Ogberg puts his horse forward and goes, you can come up with a flushing toilet later. I am going forward to parlay. I ride ahead of a group like I'm looking like I'm in charge. Chadley, you did a grand job of getting Danikesh on board. Perhaps you would like to come with me. Uh, me? Don't act so modest, Chadley. You did a wonderful job of getting through to the Danikeshian ambassador. And he nods to Kelmad. Come with me and let us see what these demonic worshippers have to say. We better catch up before uh, Gooch and Prothean ruin anything. Alright, alright, jeez, oh my good. Look, uh, negotiating, you know, modest, yes, I don't want to be murdered is what I don't want to be uh, with, uh, you know, Sir Greymane over there sharpening his axe. Alright, alright, Chadley, I'll ride up with you for your protection. Oh, you, you shouldn't have. It's been a minute. I think he's moist. I'm gonna, like, nervously cast Mage Arbor over myself. It's just a big ol' extra cape with the Nike symbol on the back. And, uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep, it matches my red hat. And, uh... I'm gonna just just for the heck of it. I'm gonna slap on, uh, activate an ability of my thing called the Third Eye. Uh, until I use a shorter, long rest, I can have one of four different abilities that involve sight. I'm gonna choose the one Ethereal Sight. I can see within the Ethereal Plane up to sixty feet ahead. Ooh, just in case. Very cool. All right, so Brixius, Chadley, Ogberg, Gooch, and Prothean, and Dosh, ride forward to meet Jet and Zawadski. You meet halfway between the two armies, and you're sitting there, waiting. Four. <laughs> I just keep waiting. Yeah, didn't they start riding out first, and then we're like, oh, hey, so how did we get here first? Well, we didn't stop directly in the middle. We stopped, like, a quarter of the way there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, you're, you've are you met halfway. You're facing off against each other, and nobody is saying anything. I'd like to stand up. On my horse, I'm assuming that I'm riding. I'm going to turn around, and I'm going I'm gonna to skin you alive, cut off your head, and shove it up your own ass, then burn your body. Oh! And I'm going to show Jet the uh, scar I have my ass from the dart that he shot at me. <laughs> I knew you were always evil, you son of a bitch. You'll pay for this. <laughs> well, I see that's healed well, and Prothean, we all know you're not actually in charge. I draw my oh. great sword. Oh. Yeah, apparently Figus is in charge now. <laughs> 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 Fucking goddamn. Oh, Figus showed up. Good. Oh, Josh wants to be like, oh, Jet, uh, how, how much did you make when you were working at the Hammer Fist? Just, uh, <laughs> just a quick roundabout. 
Let's just say that single-handedly what turned me to the dark side. <laughs> Jet, Fargus just makes more in a day than you make in a year. Not employed by you, though. Oh. I charge at him with a great I'm actually, I'm actually having a grand old time. I just keep laughing. Jet's gotten funny. <laughs> Not that I'm against deplorable acts of evil and underhanded trickery, but last time I saw you, you were running with that gang back there. What happened, Jet? Like the plane? Like the plane. This is the wrong game to be running with. Listen, these guys are just, uh, they're just mean, you know? Fuck you, Jet! That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jet, call me the Bermuda Triangle because I'm about to take you down. Augberg speaks up and says, Jet, Zawadzki, you came out here for something. What did you come to tell us? Well, Augberg, we just, uh, we wanted to give you this final chance to step down here. You know, we don't, you know, since I've been running with you guys for a little while, I, you know, I convinced Sargonis that bloodshed's not necessary for everyone, and if you can just let us do our thing, Bloodshed we'll be is on necessary. Zawadzki speaks up and says, Yes, for someone like you, I can see how bloodshed is the only thing that you can think of. So you will be the first to die by my hand. I pimp slap him. He pulls out Ambionitis' warhammer. Oh, where's Ambionitis at? Back here! <laughs> hey, Zawadzki, that's not what we're here for right now. Not We're here to yet. give them a second to think. Isn't he a Zawadzki little Jets bits? Jet used to be all bits, so you are super bits now. Do I see my Warhammer? Yes, you do. I start sprinting up to the negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like perhaps there's a second in line to die at my hand. Jet, let's wrap this up so that we can get on with bestowing Sargonis' will. Hey, Jet, I heard from your parents they don't want you, neither do we. <laughs> that's literally, yes, that's the whole point. This. Wait, is that, <laughs> isn't that one of the hammers of the Hammerbottom Brothers? Yeah, yeah, we got some of their weapons. Ambionitis runs up. What's up, bitch? I throw an apple at Zawaski's face. Did you just give it to him? So, no. You see, we fought a god, and by fought, we stood in front of one, and then all died. I didn't die. I died twice. Means I'm so, Rothian, you're gonna be the first to die out of all of us here. Just stop it. I pimp slap him. Are you suggesting he stole that <laughs> from you? He did steal. Yes. He did. He steal. stole actually all of our weapons. Oof. Oh yeah, he did. You bitch. Wait, so you're all un- undead? Um, eh, yes. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, define undead. <laughs> like Wilhelmina undead, or... You died, and you were brought back. Uh, Gooch. <laughs> and this is Ogberg speaking. I don't believe that that is undead. That is merely resurrected. They're zombies. They're not zombies. But Jet and Zawadzki, it appears that... We are at an impasse. Unless you're willing to hand over the Diademix Aureus, I don't believe that there is much else to be said here. Well, that is not ours to hand over anymore. That belongs to uh, our lord and savior Sargon is here. I'm a zombie? Wait, Jet killed Ambionitis twice. <laughs> the only true god is Torm. No. I only killed Ambionitis All the other gods once. are false. 
I killed myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wait, Ambionites killed himself, and then I had to kill him a second time. Dick uh, move, You're man. a double zombie! <laughs> Dead or undead will not matter if you guys refuse to uh, let us through. Um, Jet, there is no point to this. They will not stand down, so let us show them the power of this god. I spit at him. And he turns around and starts riding back to Sargonis. Jet, no. Before they take off, Dosh wants to be like, Hey, Jet, for old time's sake, can I interest you in a donut? Sure. And then I cast Vicious Mockery. (laughs) 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 Where he has to be a... Let's see, what would that be? A DC 17 wisdom save. Or else. Or else. Or else what? (laughs) Or else you take some psychic damage. Or we just sit there and call you a piggy. All right, I rolled a 17. Mm. So I beats. Mm. I'm going to use a portent just for that one reason, but I shouldn't. (laughs) I mean, I've got a a real stupid joke to make. (laughs) You can make the stupid (laughs) joke and it'll be stupid. It just won't affect me. Okay, well, I cast it and I go, a hurts donut. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. They're just crickets. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I laugh. I'm like, Abe. I only came down here because I really hoped we could have avoided no, this. No, that's Dosh. Dosh? That's Dosh. Dosh. I cast it again. <laughs> and I make the same joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dosh, I, you seem like a funny guy, and that's, yeah, I was really hoping we could avoid all this, and I just turn around to follow Zawadzki back. I'm going to crucify you. You're still not in charge. <laughs> I throw an apple at him. Jet, please. I've seen the future for you. A dozen times over. I swear this does not end well for you, my friend. I understand you hated being with these assholes, but you're with the biggest asshole of them all. I thought that was the biggest asshole of them all. I'm going no, to. He has so, the biggest asshole. Uh-huh. I'm still bent over, and I'm like, I'd like to point to my asshole and say, second biggest right here. <laughs> <laughs> and the big asshole you call, you call daddy. Unfortunately, Chadley, this is the only way it could end for me. You guys go back to your respective sides, and you can see a flash of green light as Zawadzki holds up the Diademic Zorius, places it on his head, and you can see a wall of shimmering green energy behind him, and suddenly the demons that you saw and the swirling black cloud above you grows even larger, and even though there were hundreds of demons already on the battlefield, now behind the blue-green energy, you can see hordes and hordes, just denizens of demons stretching out into nothingness against a hazy backdrop of brimstone and fiery mountains. I pull my greatsword at him and yell for Tom and start shouting. I let him charge. I keep walking back and uh, talking to the group as we're trotting <laughs> back. I say so. I'm following Brixius. We're all clear here, right? The plan is to kill and focus Jet because he was the window of the plane in the first place that allowed Sargonis to come here. And if we kill Jet, then Sargonis doesn't have his way into our plane anymore, right? That's We're all on the same page here, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we. I want to kill Jet anyways, so... All right, works out. (laughs) All right. I'm afraid of flying, so yeah. And uh, we're going to go ahead and roll initiative. 
still alive after all this time? In the words of Snape, always. I was seriously so close to getting this thing done Tuesday night, but since releasing the last episode, uh, we have gone through a few technological mishaps and some personal shakeups behind the scenes. So, per the French, c'est la vie. Just know that we have finished recording the rest of this campaign, so you will hear the end of this adventure despite any delays in episode release. We've also started laying the foundation for what the show will look like beyond this battle for Ralvaria, so us hosts are looking forward to bringing that vision to you. However, if you're looking for something to tide you over in between episodes, I would highly suggest checking out the bonus content we've been releasing on Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. For as little as $2 per month, you can start accessing bloopers, conversations, and extra episodes. While I did say that we would be releasing uh, a 10-episode miniseries of test episodes uh, in June, I will definitely begin releasing them this month, July 2021. Those episodes, again, are a 10-episode miniseries detailing the final sessions of our previous campaign. The audio isn't as polished as the main show, but it still has all of the comedy you've come to know and love from our group. And don't forget, if you become a Shade Arrow tier patron at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, and you remain a Shade Arrow patron for at least three months, you'll be qualified for exclusive Patreon merchandise. The first batch of merchandise included a shot glass, t-shirt, and player character minis, pictures of which uh, are available on our social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter, all with the handle at DeathSavingBros. Of course, if you're not financially able to support us on Patreon, we of course understand that. Instead of supporting us as a patron, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. You'll be helping us on the podcast charts, and then, as a thank you, we'll read your review on the air. One other way to support the podcast, and look good doing it, is with some of our merchandise, which is available by searching Death Saving Bros at redbubble.com. And then, of course, the people that we support and want to tell you about are Will Savino's Music D20 Project and The Boy King of Idaho. We mention them every episode because uh, their music has become integral to some of the characters and the themes that we are trying to portray in the show, and both of them are composers creating original tabletop music on Patreon. Their music is featured in this episode, and their websites are available in the episode description. Finally, the last thing I always like to do before getting you back to the episode is to recognize those that have made this show possible. And there's no one to thank more for their support than our patrons. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, 2 times Tyler, Gene L. Jackson, Andrew Bettles, and our newest patron, love this name, a vaguely concerned emu. Thank you all for your support. Without further ado, 
We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Already out there by himself. I told him he was going to be the first to die. Oh, probably. Oh boy. Protheon just runs straight to Jet and like one shots him. Just ends it right there. I'm hoping for that redemption arc, but I'm pretty sure the uh, pity committee is like on vacation right now. Hey, redemption for who? Poor Jet. Oh no, he's getting <laughs> slotted. I rolled a six. So I'm going to go last because I rolled a six as well, but my initiative bonus is much lower than yours. I got a seventeen. Dosh rolled a 20, and Abe rolled a 12. Uh, what did Gooch get? 10. Ambient eyes? Uh, 10. Alright, I'm gonna have you go after Gooch just because of space on my sheet. Yep. Uh, and then Chadley. 14. Natural 12 plus 2, baby. Paul, would you be okay if I said I had my Find Familiar already casted? I was just having, uh, Kaka on, uh, patrol. Oh, yeah. I would assume Kaka is always there. All right. So I'm I'm grouping all of the purified together just as one group. Oh, I see. We're all the same. No, no, no. The like the wizards and like the factions like. The- yeah. So like Harry and Carfwad. Kelmed. Well, they're the Danakeshians. They're separate. Oh, I see. But none of my orphan army. I feel like we still maybe have like a hundred people <laughs> and there's like thousands of demons. I could take them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are lots and lots of demons, but we're not going to have to kill each one individually like we would normally dur- do during combat. The way that we are going to handle war because it is chaotic and crazy and, you know, just nuts. The way that we're going to do this is we are going to have a combination of skill challenges and boss fights. Kind of like a video game. So, what we're going to do is you are going to be fighting just hordes of demons in general. And whenever you're fighting the hordes, whenever it's your turn, you can choose to either do a skill and just describe something that you're going to do, or you can choose to make a specific attack. So let's say that you're Ambionitis and you don't want to come up with like, oh, I'm going to jump in the air and then smash somebody and do an athletics check. Instead, you could just say, I'm a wreck them with my Warhammer. In that case, you would just roll as if you were attacking against armor class. And if you're successful, then it counts as a success for the skill challenge. If you're a magic user like Chadley, and you decide, okay, I don't want to do a skill challenge, I'm going to do a spell. Instead, I want to cast, um, let's say, Feeble Mind. Then Feeble Mind requires a contested check. So if the opponent fails the check, that counts as as a success. Or if it's a melee or ranged spell attack, then you would roll, and if you succeed against armor class, then that is a success. However, if you're doing something like Wall of Flame, 
that just happens, in which case you would roll it as an Arcana check. Does that make sense so far, everybody? Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Let's. So, um, in my mind, we're all playing like hero class characters, and then um, the beings that we're up against are like pawns. Are we able to take out multiple pawns with like one action? So, like for example, can I like you know fuck up like five or six guys or whatever in like one turn of like that challenge? Especially if you're doing a uh, skill. Cool, cool, cool. So if you want to describe something and get really dramatic about Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Then Fuck yeah. yeah, go ahead and Excellent. just do a skill challenge. Make it like a clip from the movie 300. Yes, yes, dude, yes. So if you want to go that route, then you can do the skill challenge. Or if you're like, hey, I, I see this this big dude and, you know, I'm just going to run straight up to the first guy I see and wail on him. Uh, like stab him through the gut, something like that, then you can just make a single attack and leave it at that. And then once you have reached the number of successes that you need, you will encounter basically a boss. And then we will enter regular combat where we take turns and we're doing regular combat where you have to knock down the HP and then you'll be back to the horde. Sounds good. We'll try it. As for Jet, um, the way that it's going to work for you is much the same. So whenever we are in the skill challenge, quote-unquote skill challenge, you're going to be facing off against just the denizens of the Purified, and you're going to be describing how you take down those individuals. And once the skill challenge as a whole has reached its climax, then you will be helping your boss ally to attack the Purified uh, the hero characters. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So it's like Dynasty Warriors. I haven't played that game, but sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, you suck. <laughs> it's exactly like it. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it with Dosh leading the pack. Look at that mustache. What? <laughs> so we're just like charging into combat with this swarm of demons now? Yep. Just imagine... Uh, Imagine the two sides facing off in Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and somebody blew a horn, a.k.a. Prothean, charging forward, and we're off to the races. Everybody's charging at each other. All right. I guess once I get up to the line, um, I want to cast Greater Invisibility on myself and basically just, because I have my short swords and my hand crossbow, I want to just cast greater invisibility on myself and while I'm invisible just be, you know, running from demon to demon lugging an arrow in one and stabbing another one in the cankle and (laughs) just continuing on my way (laughs) So you're going to be our first arcana roll Go for it You said like an arcana roll? I guess I guess I should take that back Do Do you want to use the arcana roll for the spell or do you want to do a skill challenge for the attacks? How do you want to do it? Since I'm just like dipping in between, like darting from demon to demon, basically. Could I use like stealth or sleight of hand? Acrobatics, maybe. Sure. Yeah. I'll. I'll. Uh. That works. In that case, it's a fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's one success. So go ahead and give me Ooh. a paint a quick picture of what this looks like as you are sneaking through the lines. All right, I'm going to be running straight into straight up to the line and 
right as I'm about to run up, like I'm about to dramatically start fighting a demon, I'm just gonna poof and disappear. And then his ankle, you're just gonna see like blood fly out from it. And he's gonna <laughs> go like, ah! And then you're just gonna see like another demon just take a crossbow bolt to the face and just see like splats of blood like all over the place. All right, Taylor is next. Taylor is going to start off with uh, transforming back into a dragon. She is going to take to the skies and she is going to Game of Thrones style just breathe a line of cold that comes out as an icy blast in a long cone that she rakes through the front line of the demons and she flies back up to the sky. Zawadzki riding on his mount and wielding the, the weapon of Ambionitis is going to use the special ability that he never did. Uh-oh. Well, that one hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Zawadzki swinging the warhammer down in an underhanded arc is going to release the pent-up energy that is within the warhammer itself, causing a spectral ram to emerge from the head of the hammer charging down the Danakeshian soldiers in front of him. Sick. And then Prothean, you were the first to reach the front lines, but like Jon Snow, they just rode right past you as you tried to swing, 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 and now, finally, you now have a line meeting you. What do you want to do? I'm going to, like, jump up on the back of my warbear like a Dothraki, like, run off your back, uh, jumping over the line. Go full-on God of War, double-fisting a greatsword in one hand, longsword in the other, and just start, like, mowing down guys, slashing, stabbing. Full God of War style. With Mr. Brightside playing in the background. All right, and how do you want to do this attack? Uh, I'm going to go with the strength check. Athletics, then? Yes. 22. That is a success, and God of War style, you are in your element here. Your greatsword and longsword are brandished and bloodied, flying and cutting through demons left and right, and you have your creepy smile on your face. And laughing. Maniacally. Full psychopath. Beautiful. Seems like he's got it. <laughs> the rest of us could go home. Wilhelmina, Figus, and Finrail are all fighting back to back as they are encircled by demons, and Finrail is calling out shots behind him to Wilhelmina. Billy, over your left shoulder. Vargas, we got two on the right. Billy, duck. And he launches a crossbow bolt as Wilhelmina reaches underneath his shoulder and stabs out a sword. And Figus spears a demon, donkey kicking from the ground. And then the purified are going to meet the lines and they are just going to be fighting tooth and nail as Chadley comes riding in. With my boots of speed, uh, I'm sprinting in as I look like Sonic the Hedgehog, as you see me rip off the New Balance logos on my uh, <laughs> shoes to reveal that they're in fact Air Jordans. <laughs> and uh, as I'm speeding along, uh, I'm gonna lower my hand towards the dirt, which isn't really a hard feat considering how short I am. And uh, you start to uh, see the ring on my finger begin to glow as I begin to slowly raise a gargantuan, well, I guess statistically, a large spectral hand from beneath me uh master hand style i will uh get right up between uh protheon's legs and say let me give you a hand (laughs) 
and I'm gonna have this giant fish come crashing down on the line next to him. Uh, I'm gonna use a my spell attack, uh, if, if you don't mind, to uh, try to hit this. Go for it. Okay. Not pretty. It's a 15. A 15 is a success. Oh, shoot. Okay. And the hand comes smashing down, clearing the line to the right of Prothean. See, that's because I'm right-handed. I got this. Go somewhere else. (laughs) Abe, you're up. All right. Am I near? I'm assuming the Danikeshians are like, you know, trained soldiers and the purified are more just like kind of random dudes. Dudes and dudettes. Oh, yes, this is uh, inclusive. The Danikeshians are like the Unsullied, and everybody else is just everybody else. <laughs> okay. So uh, I guess I'm going to be around the the Purified, and I want to call back to my, my military time and start yelling out orders and get everyone to form like a nice shield line with a pike line behind it and a arrow line further behind that. And I want to harken back to my scary drill instructor and use intimidation to get them to fall in line during the chaos of battle. Heck yeah, go for it. Alright. 20. Not natural. They line up quicker than anything that you have ever seen. Oh yeah. And I'm going to be standing in the, the archer line, like that scene in uh, Helm's Deep, when Aragorn's like, fire! And all the arrows just go whizzing past like his ear. Yes. <laughs> All right, and that's the fourth success. So the Danakeshian soldiers, as they meet the line, Gooch is going to step forward following the Danakeshians into battle. And as a space clears out behind the Danakeshian spear point, he's going to be faced with a tall, shadowy figure with large black wings and glowing red eyes. And this is the first boss. You don't scare me, bitch. Dun dun. Okay, so um, this demon, are there any other creatures within five feet of it, or do they give him some space? There is a little bit of a clearing here, so it's about ten feet of space. So just to be clear, there are no creatures within five feet of him currently? Correct. Okay, thank you. Uh, In that case, I'm going to charge forward and... (laughs) Uh, attack, and I get to uh, attack with a sneak attack as uh, I move within five feet. There are no other creatures within five feet, and I don't have a disadvantage on the attack roll. Which means... Where is it at? Does a 20 hit hit the demon? A 20 will hit. Fuck yeah. Alright. So I'm going to attack with my rapier, which will count as a sneak attack. So that's 1d8 plus my modifier, which is 6, plus 66. Damn. You do damage. Right, baby. Alright, uh, so it's 11 plus... Guess character power. I don't want to kill Gooch. <laughs> roll ones on every roll. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled two twos. Fuck you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, I'm hoping that I roll ones on every roll. <laughs> Last time I opened up with just unarmed strikes, I like mangled the poor guy. <laughs> With my first attack, my rapier attack, I do 25 damage. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage and run 30 feet back towards my homies. And, oh wait, disengage 
you don't take opportunity attacks from disengaging, do you? Correct. Okay, nope. cool. That is correct. Sick. Well, even if he, I have a feature in case he wanted to act a fool. Uh, and that, end my, that, ends my, that, that ends my turn. All right. Ambionitis, you have just seen this leather-winged shadowy demon land in front of Gooch, and Gooch has pierced it, but the demon still stands and is striding forward. Right, so I'm right in front of it, or I'm a decent ways away. You're within striking distance. Okay. And I have a warhammer, it's just not mine. It's a plus one warhammer, correct? So, using my boots of speed, yeah. I'm going to run up and kneecap this fucker. Roll for hit. Oh, actually, I want to rage while I'm running. Probably smart. (laughs) Just echoes out over the battle and everybody stops to look for a second. (laughs) Who is taking such ecstasy from this? Does a 25 hit it? A 25 will hit. Uh, Are you going to attack again? Oh, yeah. Other kneecap. (laughs) All right. Go ahead and roll that attack, and then we'll do the damage all together. Cool. Does an 18 hit his other kneecap? Ooh, an 18 does. Good. So, I rolled max damage for both fucking die. So, 19 apiece. Wow, fantastic. So, a total of 20, 38 damage. And here, Mr. Camper with the belt coming. <laughs> 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 I got the right answer. That ass is my Don't boy. you worry. <laughs> yeah, but it took you more than one try. He slowly closes the door. <laughs> That's right. Now, son, I'm not mad. Snap. I'm disappointed. G- good night, Paul. <laughs> All right. And uh, Ambionitis kneecapping this demon. It screeches. <laughs> and Dalvia is going to run up. And she is going to assist fighting this demon. Dalvia is going to brandish her hands before her, and she is going to cast Mind Spike on this demon, forcing the demon to pass a Wisdom saving throw, which it does not. So it is going to feel sudden pain in its head as it takes 3d8 psychic damage, clapping its clawed hands to its face, my god, what is going through its head? Mind spikes, that's what's going through. Uh, I was thinking like reruns of uh, Baby Shark. <laughs> yes, that's what's happening. Baby Shark, do 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 Baby Shark, do 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 And it just keeps getting faster and faster as it goes. Baby Shark, do 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 Baby Shark, do 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 But Baby Shark is not that bad. Shut up. So it only <laughs> takes eight damage. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> Well, I had to I had to segue somehow into only taking eight damage from three D eight. Since he's from hell, it's kind of catchy to him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh Jet, you are next, and you see that Dalvia, Ambionitis, and Gooch Gleesgorm have all teamed up against this flying winged beast. Are they all standing within fifteen feet of each other? No, Gooch is 30 feet back. Ambionitis and Dalvia are within 15 feet of each other. All right. And Dalvia is within 15 feet of Gooch, so you can pick two. All right, I guess I'll take on Dalvia and Gooch here. Oh, yeah. To do a saving throw for Burning Hands. 
It is a dun, 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 dexterity saving throw of 17. I'm going to catch these hands. Dalvia succeeds with an 18. Oh, I should crush my portin. <laughs> um, hold on. I have a thing that lets me... Do you have the skill evasion maybe or something like that? I thought I, yeah, I thought I had something that if I, on a success, I would take half. And on a success... Or on a fail, I would take half. On a success, I would negate all damage. Correct. Is that... Yeah, it's either called evasion or avoidance I do have evasion. Thank you, thank you. Nat 17 plus uh, 9 makes that... A lot. 26. Yes, so that is also success. Do they take half damage? Yes, and that half half of the damage is 6. It was initially 12. I dip out of that shit and take no damage. <laughs> I'm calling, see you. If you want to leave another scar on my other butt cheek, you're going to have to try harder than that, Jet. Like the plane. Like the plane! You want All right, this? so that was my first action. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> you done fucked up, Avon. My, my second action, I hear said taunt, and I just want to flash run over there to Gooch, and I'm just going to... It's going to be an unarmed attack, but essentially it's an open fist unarmed attack to his other butt cheek. Wait, what's an open fist? <laughs> like a slap? <laughs> yep, yep. Is it, is it a backhand, perhaps? <laughs> like a back fist? I had to make it sound better than just, I'm spanking him for the day. I'm going to punch you, but with the side of my hand. <laughs> harder, harder, daddy. <laughs> I only rolled a 14. Now spit in his mouth and call him Betty White. Uh, so that's that's not gonna hit now. All right. Well, I guess that's about what I can do, right? I said try harder. Oh, Brixius. Good night, Gooch. In the heat of battle, you are swinging your warhammer around, and you spin around to see that a small clearing has opened up where you can see Gooch, Jet, Dalvia, and your brother getting into it, along with this tall, winged black demon. Yeah, so I'm going to run up to Jet. Is he in range, first of all? You said an opening appeared. I can get to him this turn. Yes, you can. Sweet. So I'm going to beat the fuck out of Jet multiple times. Uh, <laughs> first way I'm going to do it is by swinging a war hammer. You should jerk off on it. Yeah, let me let me do that right in battle. Yeah. I could do it within my six-second period. <laughs> That's psych- all I need. It's psychic damage. What are you going to do with the rest of your time? <laughs> Oh, do that con save, Jet. Anyways, so, Paul, just just for your knowledge, I'm going to end up doing about six attacks, and two of them are going to have maneuvers attached to them. So do you want me to try to do everything, like roll for it all, see what works, and then try to, like, speak it out afterwards or kind of go roll by roll in case, I guess, some of them fail along the way? Uh, Let's go roll by roll, speaking them out, and... uh figuring out what succeeds and fails, and then we'll do damage at the end. All right, cool. So first one's just going to be running up. I'm going to see him smacking Gooch's ass, and it's kind of odd to me. Failing to smack Gooch's ass. Oh, yeah, he did fail it. So off the, whiff. off the whiff of the ass smack, <laughs> I'm going to be able to come up, and I'm going to first start by bringing my Warhammer up into him with a 26. Does that hit your armor class? Uh, I think so. Sweet. So then after I bring up the one end, I'm going to spin my Warhammer around as if I had my double-sided Warhammer, realizing that I don't. 
So now that I have this side up that doesn't have the, the hammer head on it, we'll say, then I'll just take kind of the butt that's down and be able to bring that back down onto him, uh, kind of just bashing him down on the neck. Is a 20 going to hit your armor class? I think so. Think so? The jacket like super buffed. <laughs> Bias has an AC of 27. Yes. Sweet. It hits. Awesome. And then now that I leveled up as a fighter, I actually have an extra, extra attack now. So I'm going to use a third attack this round, and I'm going to use a distracting strike on it as well. Uh, so let me first roll to see if that'll hit. That's going to be another 26. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and with the distracting strike, when I hit a creature with a weapon attack, I can expend one superiority die to attempt to disarm the target. Or nope, reading the wrong one. That was disarming strike. <laughs> distracting strike <laughs> is I can expend one to distract the creature, giving your allies an opening. I add the superior superiority die to the attack's damage roll. And then the next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than me has advantage. As long as it happens before my next turn is made. So after that, I'm going to use my action surge to give me another action and bonus action. And I'm going to repeat three more strikes onto him essentially here. Damn. First one's a 19. Does that one hit? My armor class is 19. So yes, it hits. Damn. Not bad, Jet. <laughs> anyway, so... But not good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, Damn. after I hit him again, I'm essentially just going to spin, spin the hammer up again, and I'm going to smack him around. I do it again. Ooh, that's actually an 18, so this one's going to miss then. So then for my last one, I'm actually going to use a pushing attack with it uh, as a superiority action. 28 hits, so with a pushing attack... I can expend the superiority die to attempt to drive the target back. I add the die to the attack's damage roll. If the target is large or smaller, it must make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, you can push it up to 15 feet away from you. So is Jet considered large or smaller? Yes, he is. (laughs) Sweet. So Jet, I guess make a uh, strength saving throw, which the DC would be... That would be 18. Harry needs a new pair of shoes. How about some Air Jordans? <laughs> All right. So how this works is my strength score is negative one, <laughs> but I'm proficient in it. Okay. So I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So essentially throughout all of that, I believe I have five war hammer attacks land uh, one superiority die is going to get added to it uh, from the distracting strike. And then, oh, a second superiority as well uh, from the pushing attack. I believe that's, uh, that should be the damage there. All right. So I think I lost track. <laughs> is that all of them? Uh... And he uses a second action surge. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I want to make sure along the way I'm using my bonus action after I push him away to just let him know how disappointed I am <laughs> and how he is no longer my friend. Beat the shit out of him, and then you're just like, Jack, come on, man. And I want to make it clear, I also pull out my shield some some point along the way if that was never never mentioned when we all drew weapons. So let me just find... All right, so that's your bonus action. Uh, if you want to call it one, sure. 
I'm just trying to find all my D8s and D10s here. So the next melee attack against Jet has advantage because of distracting strike. So the the next attack against Jet in general uh, before okay. my next turn cool. is going to get advantage. Okay. Would that have triggered with your uh, second set of attacks? Or? The next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than you has advantage if the attack is made before the nice. start of your next nice. turn. Now we're cooking with oil. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> good catch there. So, let's see. That's going to be five. So. Feeling good over there? Not squishy at all? No. Because... How's that grave looking? Along with <laughs> siding with Sarganus, I got a pretty nice buff to my HPs. Sugar Daddy, uh, Sargi gave you some HPs. <laughs> yes, he did. You don't want to know how he got him injected into him. Pick out a nice coffin for you, too. <laughs> Hold on. Gotta do all this math now. I believe that's 67 damage, and you're pushed 15 feet away. Okay, so at this point, I would like to use one of my legendary actions to... Excuse me? <laughs> Oh, shit. It says, as a reaction, I can heal myself for double the amount of damage inflicted. What? <laughs> Damn. That's some bullshit. Damn. What's the skill called? Sensu Beam? Yo. It's called Daddy Sargonis. Like what, what was that? <laughs> oh. Okay. That's not Daddy Sargonis' beam. So he just negated all the damage that he took. Hello, brownie your nose. Actually, Jet, you would only be able to use those on use that on one of those attacks. Okay, so what was the highest oh. damage you did for your attacks there? Thank God. Oh my goodness. Uh, Two. It was a one, honestly, I think. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, they were all ones. So the so the last attack, how? what's the max amount of damage you could have done on that last attack? Sixteen. Uh, Alright, so we'll just double that. 32 damage I take off of that. So 67 minus 32, you still take 35. Okay. And you're pushed 15 feet away off a cliff because we were fighting on a cliffside. <laughs> Is there still fire burning in the ground from where Taylor had come across Game of Thrones style? Because I'd like to push him into the fire. Well, she burned ice. Blue fire. Well, it was uh, cold. I'd like to push him into the cold. Uh, it's not burning. It's just all frosty. Is Pretty it slip and fall? Bad. I kind of want to end the burn down. <laughs> It's time to make your next shot. Thankfully, you're far away from the inn. I'll probably throw it. We'll burn it down afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to Hexor, and Hexor is going to flash his hands in front of him, and then he is going to stomp two steps forward and plant his hand onto the ground, forcing up a column of earth directly underneath the shadowy demon that had first tried to molest Gooch. What? Oh, yeah. What's it doing oh, now? Yeah. Dude, what with this what? And those words were chosen on purpose. Oh, oh no. Wait, isn't Goots underneath me right now? No, that's, um, Chadley. Oh, that's Chadley. I mean, there is a Gooch. So the demon is going to make a dexterity saving throw and succeed as the five-foot column of earth punches up underneath it and... Feeling the earth come up from underneath, it's going to take flight at the last second, taking only half that damage, which is a total of 11. Watch out, Hexer. (laughs) Hot dog. And then we are at the top of the order, and Dosh, 
you can see this fight going on. All right, so am I still invisible? Yes, you are. All right, I want to run up, ah, turn off my invisibility right in front of Jet, and cast Eye Bite on him. Ooh. Guess what? Nice. Eye Bite. What is that? He bites. I, I just bite he you. Bites. You right bite me in the eye. eye. <laughs> he said it. I bite. I just go. Ah. <laughs> Itachi Uchiha. <laughs> and you have advantage on biting him. Yes. <laughs> so for the spell's duration, your eyes become an inky void imbued with dread power. One creature of your choice within 60 feet that you can see must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be affected by one of the following effects of your choice for their duration. And there's a few. Um... On each of my turns, I can choose my action to target another creature, but I can't target a creature again if it's succeeded on a saving throw. So duration is a minute. So I guess do a DC 17 wisdom save. Nine. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're going to be sickened. You're going to be down with the sickness. Wow. Target has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. And I use Purify the Body to end one status effect on myself. Fuck. It's not your turn. <laughs> Do that with disadvantage. I don't know. Yeah, is that an ability <laughs> check? <laughs> well, that's, that's Dash. <laughs> Taylor is up in the sky, and she is going to land among the demons around you and is going to be slashing at the hordes of demons, but also reaching out to bite and claw at the demon that went after Gooch. He's going to hit with the bite, but not with the claw. Oh, wait, no. He's going to hit with both, because it's plus 13. Jeez. God damn. And then is going to do 18 damage with the bite, and then 15 with the claw. Ripping open this demon and spilling its guts, and it is dead. Eliop. So that is one boss done for. Nice. So, in that case, we are going to go ahead and jump to where we left off with the skill challenges, which was with Gooch. Nice. Gooch, you are going to be our first skill challenge participant in round two. Fuck yeah. You have just seen this large silver dragon land, scattering demons like bowling pins and ripping open this leathery, shadowy, fiery-eyed demon with its mouth and talons, and there's just black ichor dripping from its maw. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) That's my sister you're talking about. (laughs) Sexy. I mean, um, respectfully gorgeous. Moist. It's okay. I think it's sexy, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Full candy corn. Um, Don shoots himself in the other ear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who is in my immediate this or who do I see that's closest to the next like line of enemies in terms of your allies yes um well you have Brixius Ambionitis and Dalvia all near you okay thank you I'm gonna yell out Brixius Ambionitis can you give me a boost I'm just gonna run up to them and then like hop into their hopefully like ready to boost me arms and I'm looking for an assist to heave me towards the heads of um, the enemy line so I can start doing some shit. I think we're going to overlaunch the fuck out of you here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're being absolutely airmailed. What's your strength score, 20? <laughs> My strength score is 20. Might as well, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> we each, I'm also we each, raging. We each cup our hands like we're like when you're in a swimming pool and you're trying to fucking launch someone. Oh, we do the square. Yes. Oh, we make the square with it where you grab your forearm with one hand and then the other person's forearm with the other and he's just going to step on it and we are going to heave the hell out of him. The only problem is I'm raging so I give him a little extra half so he goes <laughs> fucking just sideways. In the air. <laughs> which, uh, which cardinal direction is he being? Together you wind up launching him but because uh, Ambionitis has a little bit more he winds up corkscrewing. Ooh, fuck yeah. Uh, so I'm going to like Yak. put my rapier and my dagger together in front of me, and I'm going to be doing like a fucking drill. Yeah, ex- yes, thank you. Perfect, perfect. That's a fucking drill. I'm just going to drill into the, the the next lot of enemies and just fucking just rip right through them. Wow. This is using acrobatics. Spewing vomit everywhere. This is the second time today he's been a lawn dart already. <laughs> We just need to make him a helmet with a point. Like your father. <laughs> he's going for the circle? He has great form. It looks like he has incredible an arc. Let's see if he sticks the landing. That's a nat one. <laughs> he does not stick the landing. I lied. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Does he get assistance? He's going backwards. Do Ambionitis and myself get the chance to help or assist him in this situation since he used us in the skill check? You already helped enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, no, you do not get to assist him. I do have a feature. I don't know if it activates on a on a nat one though. Called reliable talent. Alright, so whenever I make an ability check that lets me add my proficiency bonus, I can treat a D twenty roll of nine or lower as a ten. Yeah, this would be an ability check. Fucking yes. In that case, twenty-three. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, no longer a failure. What the heck? This just became a raging success. And <laughs> you come launching over the lines into the midst of these hordes of demons, and you fucking drill straight through like Indiana Jones Last Crusade, you just drill straight through several bodies of demons. Fuck yeah, limbs are flying, blood's flying, a little bit of brain. Icor, skin bits. Mm. Josh, it's a metal riff. Everything. Uh, Ambionitis. Aye. Are you good at intimidation? You should just beat the shit out of Lucy like a war drum as people (laughs) are going into battle to intimidate everybody. (laughs) So, big guy's dead. Is there just a a crowd of mini guys? Yes. Now that the, the demon that you were originally attacking has come has been obliterated by Taylor. Now there are hordes of demons shuffling forward and the nearest ones that you can see are this weird abomination of like mismatched limbs and oozing facial flesh and a gaping hole in their chest where their heart should be, but instead they're just a shambling mound of undead parts. Man, I love gaping holes. Anyways, <laughs> how far is that Hell person? Yeah, brother. <laughs> Within 30 feet. I want to use athletics and my boots of speed and my helm of ram to absolutely juggernaut sprint my way through hordes of people and ram that fucker. <laughs> Fuck me in the dick. <laughs> 13... Yeah. 
13 is a failure. So even though you took inspiration from Gooch's maneuver and you tried to do it yourself, you don't go through quite as many enemies and you are suddenly surrounded and having to fight out the old-fashioned way. Oops. So that's one success and one failure this time. Dalvia is going to stand amongst all of you that were just fighting this demon and she is going to cast Dimension Door teleporting herself to another area of the battlefield where she can help the Danakeshians. And then that brings us to Jet. We're just doing skill challenge stuff? Yes, you're currently in skill challenge mode. Okay, so as I'm taking out these guys, the way I would like to do it is I'll have my staff of composition out. It's gonna be transformed into a water whip-like material, so I'm gonna smack a bunch of people. Nice widespread area. And then the method I would like to do my real damage is by just switching it up to a electrical, like a lightning elemental attack, and just frying everybody. Dope. And so you're just going to do that as a regular attack? Yes. Okay. And that is a 15. A 15 will hit the armor class of the purified that are around you. So that is a success. It Jet is on the opposite team, but his successes will count towards the evolution of the boss level, if that makes sense. Thanks. So he's helping us. I knew there's some good with them. <laughs> we all want to get to the next boss. Brixius, you're up. Yeah, so after seeing Ambionitis fail at running into battle to... That's me. To, to get to our enemy, our common foe, I would like to use an arcana check to cast my chaos bolt uh, to cause a chain reaction to bounce from one target to the next to help spread to all the bad guys around him so that they do not get to hurt him essentially I think that's a fantastic idea and I rolled an 18 to do so that is a success so go ahead and describe that chaos bolt and I also rolled to see if I would wild surge I thought it was only right and I did not so I thought that was also important for people to know about. Uh, but yeah, essentially I see it You always in. remember the wild surge when I don't, and I appreciate it immensely. <laughs> well, I kind of secretly always want it to happen. However, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like I said, so recently after my last move, I had pushed Jet back a long way away. And then I turn and look to my side, and I see Ambionitis in there. So out of my fingertip, I'm just going to go ahead and point and it's going to launch a beam of energy that's going to... We're, we're going to go with... Actually, I should probably roll for it uh, because there's a, a list of the types of damage that it can do. I have way too many dice out right now that I cannot find the ones that I need. It's going to do cold damage. That beam of energy is going to freeze each of the demons around... Ambionitis, these shambling mounds of rotten flesh and they are going to stutter and stop and then they're just going to shatter into brittle pieces of putrid flesh. There's going to be a clear path from you to Ambionitis. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi, friend. All right. And then Hexor. Hexor is going to stand up from where he had just cast Erupting Earth and he is going to point his finger into the sky and cast Delayed Blast Fireball. Oh my. 
a beam of light is going to streak from his hand, and a small bead of yellow light is going to be hanging above the masses as they fight on. And he is going to then run off into the crowd as that bead of light hangs there in the balance. Dosh. Dosh is going to be overcome with how metal this whole situation is. It's going to be overcome with inspiration. And that inspiration is going to then turn into bardic inspiration for everyone else as he pulls out his lightning enchanted loot and invents the doom soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Nice. All right. So it's going to be performance. 17. 17 is a success. So who all gets bardic inspiration from this? Everyone. No. um, (laughs) Even the demons. Even the demons are like, yeah, this is pretty fucking rad. (laughs) This Uh, shreds. I think technically you're only supposed to add it to, like, one target. So. All right. Go ahead and pick your target. Hmm. Who wants to get inspired? Well, I'm next. Ooh. Actually, yeah. We're talking about ripping and tearing. I'm going to give it to, uh, going to give it to Prothean. I'm playing doing an (laughs) intimidation check. (laughs) All right. Uh, Prothean, you have bardic inspiration, and what die number is he going to have? It's a 10. (laughs) Wait, do I just add that on to my roll? Yes. Uh, you roll a d10 and then add it to your next ability check. If you want to. Or do yes. I roll the d10 and then like tell him what it is? No, he has a d10 to roll. Uh, I'm just going to roll that now so I don't forget. I got an 8. You're going to forget. Yeah, I just set it off to the side. So Taylor is going to take off to the skies again and then she's going to go off to another area and blow another cone of cold, tearing through some of the horde of demons that are still pouring out of this blue-green energy field that is a gateway into the abyssal plane. And then Zawadski is going to ride up next to Jet, pulling Jet up onto the horse as he hands off a healing potion to Jet, yelling above the crowd, Get your shit together, Jet. We have barely begun. And they are going to ride off together. I'm going to slap him off the horse. (laughs) No one talks down to me. It's literally the only reason you went to their side is from verbal bullying, and now you're getting bullied over there, too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not standing for this shit. Zawadzki is going to take back the healing potion and say, (laughs) I guess you don't want this, then. I was going to take it. Then I continue to drive the horse. Uh, yeah, sure. That is a greater healing potion. So it's 4d4 plus 4 if you Ho-ho. want to use that. Yeah, I'm going to use that. You'll have to wait until your turn to use it. Monkey nuts. All right. And then, Prothean, as you continue to maniacally laugh with your creepy smile, tearing through lines and lines of hordes of demons, tearing through shambling mounds and oozing brains and uh, serpents wielding scythes and scaled beasts, you are going to come across a demon that looks like a centaur but has giant curving horns and a tail that has a bone at the end of it that is serrated and sharp and its hooves are coated in blood. Its skin is a pale gray color and the horse's flanks are peeling with flesh. It is going to stomp before you and growl in your face. You are mine. 
Is this a boss battle? Yes, his. Him. As I point up towards him. <laughs> Don't mind me. Just a decoration. Wait, is this a boss fight? And this is a new boss. So this is going to be regular combat for you, Prothean. Alright, I'm going to use Inflict Wounds on him. Is this for Lyris? I think so. No, this is not for Lyris. Does this creature look legendary in nature? No. Just uh, horrifying looking. Yes. And I add the plus eight from earlier, right? Yeah. Does a 29 hit? You bet it will. Alright, I'm going to use Inflict Wounds, which is... It is 3d10 at level 1, but I'm casting this at level 3. That's a 5d10. I'm bringing my calculator because I'm not going to remember this. 25 damage. I forgot, do I add anything extra to this? No, you do not. Yeah, 25 damage. I'm just grabbing his throat, laughing. As you do so, it seems to take quite a bit of damage, and it is shaking and convulsing as you draw life force away from it, pouring your malice and rage in place of health. Now, the question of the day is... Who's more demon like this thing or me? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's maybe, a uh, very good question. Maybe Prothean should replace Sargonis as the god of murder because he seems to embody it more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but as you're pouring more and more rage and malice into this demon, suddenly the demon is smacked out of your hand as a giant winged creature with cloven hooves, a flaming sword, and a tattoo on its hip with head of rabbit and tie of bow roars in your face. Nice little growl there. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch indeed. (laughs) Um, Wilhelmina, Figus, and Finrail are still moving through the crowd back to back, fighting through each other, and they have made their way over to the group that had just been fighting the flying shadowy demon and they take a breather to go oh oh my goodness sirs that is one ugly looking demon with an even uglier looking tattoo (laughs) what parent would have let somebody get that tattoo on their hip well Fagus, I don't know but you definitely shouldn't get one for yourself that's a demon tattoo if ever I did see one yes it definitely is and that is then, uh, you can see the Purified running past you as you have finally started to push back the lines of the demons. But as the ground forces are being pushed back, suddenly you can see flying demons taking to the skies. The cavalry is coming for the demons. And Chadley, you are standing next to Prothean, or under Prothean, as the demon for Lyris has just landed in front of you. It is your turn. Now, does... Does this demon look legendary in nature? Legendary to the people in this group, yes. Okay. Well, the idea, and you can cut this out, I was going to have a fun goof where everybody sees from between Prothean's leg a large two-foot-long rod shoots (laughs) out from between it, cast Banish on uh, said (laughs) demon, but that wouldn't be nearly as fun now that it's this guy. Uh... I guess uh, for a quick change of pace, then, uh, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna keep using my arcane hand, then. Uh, I am going to... Wait, you can just banish a legendary class demon? Oh, no, uh, the problem is, I can't banish one if he chooses to succeed. I can banish 
Especially with uh, my crash in my port, and I could have just made it a three, and he was instantly gone. Uh, but <laughs> I see what you were saying. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you whether <laughs> whether it's got legendary actions or not. Oh no, I was just asking if it looked legendary in nature. <laughs> <laughs> not that I was suggesting anything. <laughs> So I am going to do uh, grasping hand with my bonus action. Uh, you see that the, the fist uh, hadn't just crushed uh, a small group of uh, creatures, and it's going to open its giant uh, gloved hand, and much like Master Hand going for that sweet, sweet grapple, it's going to sweep towards uh, this creature and try to do a contestant check. Uh, is this creature... Uh, what size is this creature? Huge. Huge. Okay. Uh, I will not have advantage on the check then. And we will have to do a uh, contesting check. I'm going to be using my strength score, which is a plus eight with the hand. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so this is athletics? Or... Just a strength check. Oh, just a... Well, is it yeah. contested strength? Like like a grapple or... You know, you're right. Uh, you can use your uh, athletics or acrobatics. Uh I misunderstood that with uh, the shove mechanic of this hand. Okay. Um, well, even still, uh, using acrobatic or using athletics, the huge demon for Lyra's only rolled a 12. Okay. Let me hit this button and see what happens. Uh, I rolled a natural 13 plus 8, so 21. Look at that. You didn't even have to use a portent. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, while the hand is grappling the target... You can use a bonus action. That will be next turn, maybe. Uh, so right now, nothing really happens. I don't actually damage it with that. It's just grappled in place. It's not going anywhere. All right. And uh, technically, I can move the hand even further if I wanted to. I could just bring him up and hang him up in the air like a, a bad puppy. <laughs> uh, would I have known that this creature has like any range capabilities I should be terrified of? Always assume. Yeah, you you would be assuming at this point, not knowing. Okay. I just assume this thing's dangerous as heck. I'm just going to have a nice firm hold over its uh, body, tuck its arm in a little bit together, and uh, just have it like tilted just a little bit towards Prothean. I'm like, that's within smiting range. And uh, <laughs> for my main action, I am going to uh, cast uh, Mind Sliver. Uh, let's see. Okay, and the so the grasping hand was the hand from before, and that's just concentration? Yes, concentration and a bonus action. Perfect. And Mind, mind Sliver is a cantrip, just in case you argue that's a spell usage. Awesome. Just, just to keep everything legit. Just double-checking, because you were actually the one that taught us that. Oh, yeah. So I need a intelligence saving throw. Ooh, let's see. He does not have bonuses to this one. Oh, but he rolled a natural 19 plus 5. So 24. Yeah, that, that's that, that's going to do it. Huh? Nothing happens. Did you want to use the portent I, I, on this? Nah. Fuck it, yeah, sure. You convinced me. I crush a portent in my hand, and it turns whatever you rolled into a 3 instead. All right, so Orlyrus fails miserably, and what happens? Uh, I stick a very nasty mental toothpick right in a spot between his uh, jaw and his lips, and uh, he's going to be taking a just a small bit of damage. Uh, seven psychic damage, not that crazy. But uh, his next saving throw that he needs to make will uh, subtract 1d4 from it. Nice. Okay. 
And I'm sorry, was that his next attack or his next saving throw? Uh, let's see. From the next saving throw it makes before the end of my next turn. Okay. So for the whole next round, he has to take a 1d4 off. Okay. That's anti-inspiration. But since I'm a little halfing, mine's only a 4. <laughs> Not a big old 10 like uh, Master Bard over there. <laughs> All right, Chadley, you drive that toothpick deep into poor Lyris's brain. Uh, he is he has his arms pinioned against his side by your grasping hand and uh, that brings us to Abe. Alright. I want to run up from where I've been helping out the purified and I see four wheeler and I'm going to be like, oh shit, it's that guy that these orphans hate for some reason. <coughs> and I'm going to use Hexblade's curse on him which doesn't really do anything to him. It's just, it's a bonus action and it helps me. And then I'm going to shoot him twice in the dome with my longbow. That is the plan. All right. <laughs> All right, that first one's not going to hit. I'm holding him still <laughs> for you. I'm sorry. I turn him like slightly towards uh, the, the bow. Okay, that helps because that one's a 27. <laughs> Out of curiosity, because he's being grasped, does... I would have liked it to be considered restrained, but he's only merely grappled, so... Okay. Uh, he's his, The only thing that is, uh, you know, about that is his speed is zero, and any time in my turn, I can move him up to 60 feet in any direction I want. Perfect, yeah. I was wa- I was curious if he was grappled or if he was restrained, but right. th- that's a bummer. All right, so you hit once, Abe, uh, with that 27. How much damage does Forlyrus take? Uh, 15. Do I one-shot him like I one-shot that other demon? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. For Lyris is still looking mighty strong. We are going to go to the Danakeshian soldiers who, from before, had followed Abe's instructions to form up as pikemen lines and uh, arrows, and they are going to follow Abe's example and shoot a volley of arrows... They all miss and just hit my hand and destroy it. <laughs> um, let's see. We'll treat it as, like, conjure volley. So we'll do it as 8d8 total if it hits, which it will. So these arrows come flying down and are going to deal a total of 31 damage, piercing four Lyras. So now he has uh, an arrow sticking straight out of his forehead from... Abe, and then he's prickled all over his shoulders like a porcupine or like a dog that just stuck his face in a thorn bush or something. I've stuck my face in a thorn bush. (laughs) And that will bring us to Gooch. Awesome. I am going to do pretty much the same thing as I did last time. I'm going to run up to this huge ugly ass, stinky ass demon and start poking him with my objects (laughs) objects <laughs> so I'm going to uh, use my sneak attack and attack him with my rapier which I did some pre-rolling here uh, so I actually scored a crit on that rapier strike so I get to do 2d8 and then add 6 which was uh, 20 and then I get the roll 66 as my sneak attack damage Lurus is about to die before either the uh, hammer bottoms even get to him. <laughs> Sneak attack damage was 22, so that's 42 damage altogether. 
And then I'm going to use my bonus action to... Uh, I'll stick with I'll stick with my dagger. Uh, does a twenty hit? Yes, a twenty does hit. Uh, he takes an extra three damage. All right. Believe it or not, he's just shy of bloodied. I think. Uh oh. You need to give him uh, closure armor or something. Oh wait, no, he's far away from bloodied. I did my math wrong. There you go. Good thinking. The door's <laughs> opening again. I can hear the bell. I didn't hear no bell. All right. I didn't hear no bell. And uh, Ambionitis, you have just seen Forlira's land in front of Prothean, and you have a clear line of sight to your brother. But do I also have a clear line of sight to my Warhammer? Uh, yes, you do. Well, this is a tough decision. <laughs> oh, wait, you're talking about your Warhammer that's being wielded by Zawadzki? My Warhammer. Zawadzki, that's correct. Yeah, you can still see Zawadzki riding off on horseback with Jet. So, yeah, you see four Lyras and you see your Warhammer. Uh, they're in opposite directions. Abandon the fight, come to me. Do I have a coin handy? You have a die handy? Yes, you reach into your pocket and you have a bronze piece. Mm. Pockets are light these days. Three months wages at the Hammer Fist. <laughs> I thought you had unlimited gold. <laughs> I do, but my army did not bring it this, this day. I assign Warhammer to one side and four-wheeler four to the other, and I flip it. Will he abandon his friends? Find out next time. On the on Death, the Saving, Death Bros. Saving Bros. Podcast. Will our hero regain his hammer? Will four-wheelers finally die? Find out next time on the Death Saving Bros. Will Fulios get gangbanged? Yeah, um, I think that is a good stopping point. And we will pick up with this massive battle next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, which we've already said multiple times, but it always bears repeating. Huge thanks to Gene and Tyler for joining us this episode. Uh, they will be back to next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. <laughs> yes, they will. For those of you who are listening, if you are enjoying what you're hearing uh, and you can't wait till the next episode, you need more, head over to Death Saving Bros Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where we have lore episodes, bloopers, and conversational recaps, along with other goodies. If you would like to As stay a patron, in- highly recommend it. Indeed. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you both. Uh, if you would like to keep in touch with us, in between episodes, you can reach out on social media at Death Saving Bros on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. I am personally available at HB Camper on Twitter and at HBCamper.14 on Instagram. You can find me at Benfro15. On Twitter, I'm at under I'm a underscore B underscore red. You can follow the Reddit page. Uh, you can follow me on OnlyFans at CamperP14. Ooh, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta whip out my credit card. <laughs> you can find me on the PlayStation Network as FATT-Smith or next time on the Death Saving Bros Podcast. <laughs> on the Death Saving Bros Podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Krillin will die. Again. Uh, and you can follow me on Steam. Uh, at Afro Steel, that's Afro with a zero. And then if you must, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore incognigro. 
underscore. <laughs> Nobody laugh. This is very serious. <laughs> I, I, was say, I, I don't think I'm illegally allowed to laugh. Oh, dude, you, can, you can laugh, dude. Goddamn. <laughs> I shine on the moon. I can't laugh at that. <laughs> I laugh every and, uh, time. You can find me on Twitter at Two Times Styler. All letters, one word. And to those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, Keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. On the next Death Saving Bros podcast. Dun, dun, death dun. Saving Bros. Paul, it was funny until you did it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one too many, Paul. Yeah, Paul, I think you kind of overdid the joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Paul. fucked up, Paul. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Hitman, Morgana Rides, Malicious, and Sardana are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0, and sourced from Filmmusic.io. The songs Alden's Gone Dark, Alden's Gone Dark Piano, Attacking Varenspear Extended Cut, Belly of the Beast Combat, Blinka's Temper, Defending Varenspear, Honor in the Storm Strings, Horde Breaker, In Their Clutches, Leniton, Pious Vengeance, Renouncing the Oath, Storming the Daimyo, No Percussion, and The Fiend Approaches, are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The song Frozen Village, Dusk, Mystery Action, is by the Boy King of Idaho at patreon.com slash boykingofidaho. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The tracks Behind Enemy Lines, Guerrilla Tactics, Shadow Hunters, and Silent Motion are music by Orchestralis. The song Rip and Tear by Mick Gordon is used in accordance with the United States Copyright Act of 1976, Section 107, Fair Use, all rights reserved. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.